Welcome to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast, where we dive into the mindset shifts and practical tools to help you break through the roadblocks standing between you and achieving your goals. I'm your host, Danielle Kobo, a former Fortune 500 senior sales manager who spent 15 years in the medical device industry and now the best-selling author of the book, Unstoppable Grit. Think of this podcast as your go-to source for career advice and burnout prevention strategies to help you build a career and life you love. Now let's get started. Would you like clarity and hope for your future if you made a change in your life? Are you finding yourself sometimes disengaged at work? Do you want a rewarding career with a purpose-filled focus? Today's guest is Lee Birch, and after years of experience in healthcare business and education, Lee went out on her own to build Bold Industries Group, a conglomerate organization that encompasses her passion for business, as well as home design and curated experiences. She is driven by tackling challenges that, when solved, make the world a better place and helping leaders solve problems for good. Thank you so much for joining today. Thank you for having me. You've had an interesting career. We had talked a little bit before you had joined on today's guest. Tell us a little bit about your career journey because you have shifted from a similar industry in a different role than I was in and where Mm -hmm. you're at today. Definitely an interesting path. Actually, before I founded my company, which has four different businesses within it, which in itself is different than what I was doing before. I was in corporate healthcare and had so many great experience in it across academics primarily. So I was a chief of a large academic overseeing all of their research in a particular area, making sure that we would be able to meet the patient's needs. And then also someone who helped build infrastructure for another large academic. And so really brought up or grew up in healthcare specifically, but I also did a stint in K through 12 education. And that was where my love of actually implementation and then connecting data to action came in the middle of my career, kind of different levels, different strata of my experiences, but primarily have always been in healthcare and education and always been an innovator, which is really what I now get to do full time working across healthcare and education still, but also other businesses and working with different people in the different areas of what I do around the bold framework, like coaching and retreats. And you have put your mission in the business that you're in now around being bold. What does it mean to be bold and brave? For me, and I love the question, and if you ever heard my podcast, I'm just flipping the script on me a bit because I ask every guest this question. You're the first person to ask me, so I appreciate it. I think for me, being bold means you're willing to try something that isn't guaranteed. You're thoughtful about it. You're possibly even pragmatic, but it most likely makes you feel uneasy or have butterflies, and you go for it anyway. For me, Throughout my career, I think being bold is also standing up for what's right when you know it may be unpopular or not the politically correct thing to do. For me, those are the two things that probably combined mean you're bold and brave. You're doing the uneasy thing that may not be popular. Anytime we're making some bold moves in our life, that uncertainty can sometimes be paralyzing. It can sometimes hold us back because when we don't know what the future is going to bring, It creates uncertainty. It creates sometimes a little bit of a fear of the unknown. And sometimes that can paralyze us. Being bold and brave from what I'm hearing from you is 
leaning in, even when it's uncomfortable, but leaning in and taking it one step at a time and moving forward and leaning into being bold, courageous, and brave, even if it's not the most popular opinion sometimes. Yeah. For me, probably is jumping in. It's not just the lean in, like I'm all in. And I think I've always been that the majority of my career. I think you can take micro and macro steps into it. I guess my personality is all or nothing. And anyone will tell you that probably. Whatever I do, I do it deeply and passionately. And I think for me, it's I really jump into the being bold. Sometimes that's not the smartest thing to do. Every bold move is not a success. Every creative idea isn't the best one. As you go through your trial and error, I think that's also part of it. I call it taking big swings of bold, meaning that you're trying something new, you're thoughtful about it, but you know it might not succeed, but you're going to learn from it. And I think that's the other thing to being bold is you're always learning if you're being bold. For me, that really connects back to me being really a lifelong learner of life and then also within my profession. You talk about investing in yourself. And when we are bold and we jump in, and I like how you said that, jumping into making these big decisions, because a lot of us have made some shifts in our careers recently. There's actually a study by the US Labor of Studies, and they said that there was 76.1 million people shifted their career, left their job between 2021 and 2022 in April. Within the past year, there's been 76.1 people who have left their current role. And some of them have either stayed in an industry and a lot of people have made bold moves and shifted into different industries. But you're right. When you jump into it and you put everything you have into this new move, one way of being successful of making that bold move is investing in yourself and providing yourself the resources to help guide you, mentor you, learn through that process as you're making these bold steps. Mm -hmm. I have a next question for you. According to a recent study published by Gallup, it's interesting, 36% of employees are not engaged in their role. And this top trending feature that we're seeing because of a most recent Wall Street Journal, one of the top trending articles in the Wall Street Journal, has pegged this as a trend called quiet quitting. And I'm seeing it more and more pop up. If you've been on LinkedIn, listeners, you've probably seen this topic of a discussion coming up. But it doesn't necessarily mean that employees are quitting their job. If anything, they're putting more of a focus on activities outside of the company. And before you and I jumped on and hit record, we both shared our stories of this burnout feeling that we were experiencing in our previous roles and almost this bold move that we've made to pursue a new line in our career, which is more purpose-filled. How can we live a life outside of the comfort zone? And how can we make more bold moves in our career and in our personal life? Yeah, the reason I say jump in versus lean in is sometimes when we tiptoe into something, we can easily get back out of it. That's why I purposely jump. When it comes to making decisions about yourself and the whole quiet quitting thing, I think I really hate the name. And people have been doing this probably for a while, but it isn't really about quitting. It's about placing value on themselves and making sure that they're working in alignment with their purpose. And too bad we didn't come up with some alliterative word and (laughs) words, but it's like the great resignation that did not just happen. And you can look at all the data on this, but it got the attention. I think 
we're in a time where these types of things are getting attention, which is a good thing because people, I think, then can see that it's okay to value themselves as much as they may value their job, others, in their family. Because I think for women specifically, it's harder for us to place that value because we're caregivers. We take care of things. We do all that we can. And sometimes the last person that gets any energy out of us is ourselves. I think the quiet quitting pieces and being able to decide where your alignment is, it doesn't mean people aren't doing a good job or doing the job they were hired for. It means they're doing their job. They're not doing the whatever above and beyond, which is in quotes, because they're not getting paid to do it. (laughs) Different generations think you should be working a certain way or a way to lead to something else. As we all grow up, I'm not super young, but I'm not super old either. I think I'm in a wonderful space that you get to make decisions. And I think what people need to do is think about, are you happy? Is what you're doing bringing joy? Do you feel like you're aligned with your mission? If it's to do good or to make other people's lives better, are you doing that? Are you creative like you'd like to be? Are you strategic like you'd like to be? That's what I hear a lot from people is that, They never have time to be creative or strategic because they're too busy doing the work. Now people who are supposedly quite quitting may be able to do an improv class in the evening or go to that art class or go to that business class that they've been wanting to do, but they can never get out of work before seven. I actually think it's a good thing. I just wish we would have called it something different. I couldn't agree with you more. It's people taking a step back. If there's one thing that we learned from the pandemic is we were given an opportunity to look at our life through a different lens. I used to hang my hat. I remember when I received my Diamond Delta badge because I had this badge of honor that in one year, I spent 250 nights on the road on Delta in Marriott and I had got my badge and now saying, okay, I can get free upgrades to first class. And I was so excited about it. Mm -hmm. And then through the pandemic, it really shifted the lens and gave us a glimpse into what would life look like if we were home more, Mm -hmm. if we weren't so much chasing the title, but we were there and present to see the little moments that our kids are experiencing or more time with our friends or what I've seen some of the younger generations do if they've sold everything and they've bought these vans and they're starting these businesses, building websites. And I'm almost a little envious of them and saying, I love my kids. I love my life. But if I was in my younger 20s, I almost look back and go, I kind of wish I had done that. I wish I had explored more of the world instead of putting so much of a worth to what I did in my career and the title. It's more about how can we live a life of purpose and be fulfilled and also knowing our self-worth, what we are supposed to be paid for as well. Because As inflation has gone up to this 6.9% merit increases or between 3 and 5%, there's a mismatch and it's creating a greater gap on what we're paid for what we're contributing. And people are saying enough is enough. We will be right back to today's episode. Women are constantly feeling rushed and exhausted. With the focus on doing, women have trouble focusing without guilt while at work. While at home, they deal with lingering work on their mind. The result is negative self-talk and lack of connection in all areas of their life. I serve women who feel burnt out and overwhelmed. I show them how to achieve their goals without sacrificing their personal life. In 2019, my husband served a year deployment. 
Our twins were two years old and I led a team for a Fortune 500 company with 60% overnight travel. I've experienced firsthand being a working mom, trying to balance it all, and that year was among one of my most productive years. I invite you to go to the show notes and check out the link to the Burnout to Fired Up workbook with actionable steps on how to regain balance in your life. Now back to today's episode. And I think there's power in, I think, what happened. There's so many negatives from the pandemic. So I'm in no way saying what happened to us was a good thing. But I think there are moments within it where people realize they had a choice and that they are empowered to make that choice. No one gives you that power. No one comes in and saves you. You are the one that has to make that step to say, I'm going to either stand up for myself or I'm going to say what I want, or I'm going to say, no, I will not leave my child at XYZ. I will be in two hours or no, I'm going to continue to be remote. And I think all this is done in professional conversation and with kindness and with understanding of everyone has something that they're trying to accomplish, whether it be the business or the person. But I think from a personal perspective in the workforce, people are now, I think, empowered to really say what they need. And then for organizations to figure out how to do that. I think for so long, it was like, if you're not in a seat, then you're not working, which was always very frustrating for me, I think, in the industry. I was in healthcare because they were very reticent to let anyone work from home. And I remember I was losing one of my best project managers because she was having a child and she said, I guess I can't come back to work because I can't be here. And this was in the mid-2000s, so, so far, late 2008, nine, And I said, I'd like for her to be a remote employee. And you would not have imagined all the hoops I went through, but I did accomplish that. That should just be a no-brainer because it will take me three people hired to do what she did in a halftime capacity. We've also, as businesses, thought it's not about where you're located. It's about actually accomplishing the work that's to be done and being very clear about what that is. And then whether you're in a van surfing at lunchtime and working in the van in between, hey, I don't care. Let's have a meeting and I'll come over there. (laughs) I think we've had to think innovatively and open-mindedly, which I think for me has been normal, but for many, I would say it is not. Even Apple's getting a little bit of that pushback right now. Apple has said that they want their employees to come in three days a week and then remote two days a week. And they're getting a lot of pushback from their employees. And they're saying, no, no, switch that. For the first time, employees are a little bit holding the power of how these organizations and I wouldn't necessarily say holding the power, but they're raising their hand, being more vocal and saying, This is what we want so that we could give the best version of ourselves and be amazing employees and contribute to the organization. But there's also some needs and wants that we have as well. What advice do you have for our listeners on how they can jump in and make bold moves in their life? The first thing is to really do an assessment of themselves and really think through, am I in the right space for what I want to be doing? If you're working in a job and it brings you joy, you feel fulfilled, and you really feel like there isn't anything more that you'd want to be doing other than what you're doing, then that's not a bad thing. You're in the right spot. But for many of us, I'd say there were some pros to it and there were some cons to it. I knew I was making a difference, but I also knew it was really hard at times to really move the needle as quickly as we could because of multiple reasons, some good, some not so good. And then I think I was very out of alignment with my personal and professional way that I wanted to be. Work was getting more of me than my family was. 
I wasn't able to take a vacation or to ever rest. I always like to look at things in, you said three, but I'll give you four. I think thinking about where you are from a mindset perspective and in where you are in really feeling like you belong in the role that you're in. I think the other thing is being open to owning what's happening. Do I feel this way because I'm tolerating something I shouldn't? And maybe if I just say what I need and what I would like, my employer will understand. And then I can kind of fit back in and feel like I'm in the right spot. Or maybe I say what I need and what I want and they say it's a no-go. We can't do that. Then you have the next step of where you're going to go and what you may need to do. And then I'll combine the last two, which is learning and designing, which is really taking what you've learned through understanding where you are from a mindset perspective, your alignment in your personal and professional life, and then being able to say, I need something different. And I'm a real big proponent of writing it down. Once you write it down, it's kind of in your face, as well as maybe others that support your goals and your strategies. I find it so helpful just to share those things with at least three people. And then maybe the next time they see you, they go, oh, what are you doing with that? You wanted to look into being, learning more about and whatever it may be, insert the topic. Someone else is kind of like clicking that spark and kind of seeing if there's a flame there from what you're doing. And maybe you will explore it and it isn't what you're interested in. But I think making sure you just are getting the most out of your life personally and professionally is really important because no one's guaranteed to live to 65 where you can quote unquote retire. I always was just perplexed by people who were like, here's my career and I can't wait till I have the right equation to equal when I can retire and then I can live. It's now. It's right now. This very moment. Live it out to the fullest because there is no guarantee. And I think the more people understand that and then go through those phases of just understanding where they are and then what would they change and then start working on how to change it. You've given amazing advice for our listeners and I really appreciate it. I love how you spoke into evaluating what you're doing right now and does it align with what you want to do? And one of the exercises that I talk about in my book is understanding and gaining clarity of specifically what do you want to do? So if you're listening out there, this exercise looks like take your resume and pull out two pieces of paper. On one piece of paper, you're going to go through each job that you've had throughout your career. What are three things that you loved about each of the roles that you've had? And you're going to write that all down on one piece of paper. And on the other piece of paper, you're going to write down three things you didn't enjoy about each job on your resume. And then take that piece of paper of all the things that you've enjoyed over each role that you've had within your career and write a job description from it. That's exactly the type of job that you want when you look at your career and what you've enjoyed the most. And take that exercise. And then as you said, evaluating what your priorities are in your overall life. I always say, look at somebody's calendar and I'll show you where their priorities are. If they're spending an immense amount of hours at work and they're only getting 30 minutes a day with their kids because they're working early morning, in the evenings, they've got weekend conferences, which you and I have both been in that situation. Mm -hmm. And taking a realignment, kind of that gut check and saying, looking at my calendar over the past three months, what would somebody say about my priorities? What's that perception? And does it align? with where I want my priorities in my life. Taking those two exercises is really looking at what is the possibility in the future look like and helping you gain clarity of what you want in your career and in your personal life. Yeah, I think that's great advice. The only thing I might add is because a lot of times I ask people about some of the similar things you just said and their responses, but I'm the breadwinner. I'm the person that 
really needs to be responsible. I'm the only parent. And those are all very, very important considerations. But what is the cost of not doing something? I think we in today's society, I've heard people say, this is a stable job. I have insurance. I have this. But you are seeing the number of layoffs that are happening where people don't have control. And I think this is a very unstable time, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're within a company, there's some unknown. It's really important to do what you just said, but also be in alignment with, are you happy? Is it bringing you joy? And are you spending time in the right places when you do that time audit that you recommended, which is an excellent recommendation because life is short. You don't even know how short it is. I think it's so, so important. What's the cost of not making a change? Oh, and that is spot on, spot on. What is it really costing you to not make the changes that you want in your life? For those of you listening, where you're currently at, and maybe you're in a place where you're doing exactly what you want to do, which is awesome. And that's fantastic. But maybe you know somebody who's out there that is kind of waffling back and forth, not sure what they want to do, not sure if they're in the right spot. Share this podcast episode with them. Give them some of the tools that were shared in here so that all of us are living from a place of purpose and fulfillment and joy and happiness, which is kind of the overarching of what we've talked about in today's episode. Most definitely. Thank you so much for joining. I really appreciate it. And for those of you that are listening, I will include in the show notes where you can find Leah and she's going to be on LinkedIn. You can follow her. She posts great content on LinkedIn. And then I'll include all those links in today's episode. Thank you for joining and create an intentional day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Grit podcast with Danielle Cobo. If you found today's episode resonating and inspiring, kindly take a moment to craft a review. Your review holds the potential for Apple and Spotify to share the Unstoppable Grit podcast with others. Furthermore, consider extending the ripple effect by sharing this episode with those around you, family, friends, colleagues, and anyone who could benefit from the insights and stories shared here. Also, be sure to visit daniellecobo.com for more resources on cultivating resilience and unleashing your inner grit. We'll be back soon with another empowering episode. Until then, be unstoppable.